0: Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now, here's your host, Dale Dixon.
1: Conceptual thinking, it's the ability to analyze hypothetical situations and abstract concepts and compile insight. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to be a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, alongside Ron Price, co-author of The Complete Leader. Ron, great to be with you.
0: Good to be with you, Dale.
1: So each and every week, we dive into one of the core competencies outlined in The Complete Leader. If you're following along in the book, this is section 1.2 on conceptual thinking. And Ron, as we were preparing for this podcast, I was thinking, okay, I have a feeling if I stopped five strangers on the street and asked them, what is conceptual thinking? I would probably get five different answers. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes so let's just break it down and, and make it and, so that we all are talking about the same thing <laughs> exactly and,
1: and that's why i i'm gonna i'm gonna turn to the book because the book there's this one sentence on the section that really gets to the core essence of what we're talking about and that's where it says people skilled in conceptual thinking understand why something yes. is being done
0: yep I think one of the, another way to talk about it is that they tend to be able to see behind the curtain. Um, If you remember in The Wizard of Oz, that's where I I think that phrase came from, Of being able to see behind the curtain. They can see what's actually happening (laughs) and why it's happening. So they understand cause and effect. If we break it down to the two words that we're talking about, conceptual thinking, the easiest one to start with is thinking. So it's, it's the way that our mind works. It's the way that we process things and the way that we develop judgments or understandings. Conceptual uh, refers to that root word concept, and a concept is an idea that we hold in our minds. A concept is the definition that we hold behind a word or a situation or, or looking at a process. So uh, give you an example. Of if I were going to tell you that tomorrow I'm going to take my grandkids to a soccer match, immediately there's a certain image that you capture about what a soccer match is like. Now, depending on what you know about me and where I'm at, you might think that I'm going to be going to a school field where there's soccer fields with the orange cones set up and that may be the way you see the soccer match. Or you might think that I'm going to be going to see an MLS soccer match and so that's gonna be a big stadium where there's pageantry and all these things going on. But in either case, we have a common understanding of what. What a soccer match is. That's a concept that we hold in our minds because we share this common language together. So conceptual thinking is the ability to understand something at an abstract level. It may be to be able to see the big picture. It may be to see the why, as you mentioned, or to see cause and effect, but to be able to see it at an abstract level without having to physically observe something with your five senses. So it's the ability to understand the concepts behind what we're talking about that cause it to make sense or help us to understand why it's happening, how it's happening, what we could do to alter the results. That's conceptual thinking.
1: And you have some examples for us Mm -hmm. beyond the soccer match, but to the leadership level of conceptual thinking.
0: Yeah, I think conceptual thinking is really critical to effective leadership. You'll recall Dale, that in our conversations we've been talking about, there are these three buckets of leadership skills that we write about in the book and that we're continually helping leaders to develop and redevelop and reinvent. One of those buckets is leaders as clear thinkers. That's what we're talking about today. Another one is leaders leading themselves. It's about leaders getting things done, getting them across the finish line about their ability to deliver on their commitments. And then the third bucket is leaders leading others. And of course, this has to do with all the things that have to do with interacting with people, understanding people, uh, building teams, developing and coaching people, all of those things are in the leaders lead others. So conceptual thing is, is a part of this bucket of leaders are clear thinkers. One of the most important things a leader can do for the his or her followers is to have the kind of clarity that they can be at ease knowing where we're going, that they're not always trying to second guess. So we've come to see that people will accept weaknesses in a leader as long as the leader is predictable. As long as there's a certain consistency, and that consistency almost always comes out of the leader being a clear thinker. And conceptual thinking, obviously, is one of those important skills in that bucket of being a clear thinker. So some examples, we could think about how is an organ, how's an organization um, functioning in a structural way? And this is conceptual thinking. Uh, oftentimes, we refer to it as an org chart. And traditionally, we think of what's called the military model, which is an org chart that starts with one person at the top, and it cascades down. So you start with maybe a CEO, and then you have vice presidents, and then you have directors and managers and supervisors, etc. That's one model, that's one concept that we can think about in the way that an organization structures itself. But there are a lot of others as well. And Leaders that are good conceptual thinkers don't just accept that there's one right way. They want to look at other possibilities. Another very popular concept around the way that organizations structure themselves is called the matrix model. It's where you have multiple relationships. You may have one supervisory relationship that looks like that military model that we just talked about. But then you have these dotted lines because you're working on different projects or products or events. And so you have different people that are sort of a quasi boss or a colleague or you may, um, actually spending more time with the head of marketing even though your boss is the head of product development. So that's another model. It's another concept to think about. And then there's another one that's becoming more and more popular called the hub and spoke. It's where you have a uh, maybe one central leader that's responsible for the vision. But then there it's, it's more of a flat organization, but it goes out in all directions. So you have multiple people who are all answering into that one CEO or to the CEO's office. And then there's one more that I think is going to become more and more popular in the next few decades. And that's an organization that's made up of a network of teams. We don't even put people into an org chart where we have one person with their title in a box, but we talk about, working with different teams and reorganizing those teams as the priorities of the organization shift. So those are all concepts. Those are all examples of conceptual thinking. And in this area, a person who has some responsibility or influence in the way the organization is structured, it's very important how they think conceptually about what's the best way for us to be organized to generate the best results. So that's just one example. There are several other Uh, Others, another one that I think of is just the whole concept of processes. A process, the way we define it when we're helping organizations improve their processes is we say a process is a set of tasks that are connected together to achieve some specific result, which is usually aimed at a customer, at creating value for a customer. Of course, the customer may be inside the organization or outside the organization, but it's a series of tasks linked together to create value. And that's a concept again. And the way that we teach leaders to think about that at a conceptual level is we have them draw these process maps. So we actually, there's a whole nomenclature around this. A rectangle means a task and a diamond means a decision and a circle is who's involved in it. And so we use different shapes to create these maps, which are giving us a conceptual view of the big picture of what's happening. It's very interesting because when we do this and people begin to think at a conceptual level, they instantly begin to see things that could be improved parts of the of the process that don't need to be there that they're just doing them because they've always done them parts of the process where things get stuck and they it becomes a bottleneck or parts of the process that aren't delivering any value at all to the customer to the end user so it's another example of how you can use conceptual thinking to understand the big picture to recognize what's happening understand a little bit of why it's happening and begin to make improvements with it. So that's another example. And of course, you could tie a lot of those processes together and you'd have systems. So a system is made up of multiple processes that are all interactive in some manner because they're all connected to creating uh, an outcome that everybody's needed in order to get that final outcome. So these are all great examples of conceptual thinking and how it impacts the way that a leader leads.
1: So those examples are all... In the here and now, I'm thinking even the soccer match or uh, the hierarchy or the the org chart, the process, the system, what about conceptual thinking future-based and what the future will look like?
0: Yeah, I guess a lot of times that's where we apply the concept of conceptual thinking to developing strategy. And uh, one of the quotes in the book, again, it's on page 43 of The Complete Leader, that Randy wrote it, and I thought, wow, this is brilliant. The quote was Concepts are the containers for future realities. I love the way that's stated because you see something conceptually before it becomes manifested physically or in reality. And so, um, the conceptual thinking is very much a part of looking forward, of creating a better future, of anticipating and planning for the future. And oftentimes, we when we're doing this, when we're using conceptual thinking in the context of thinking about the future, we think of different models that we use. I have a model that I developed when we're helping organizations develop strategy called strategic intelligence, and um, it has several different components to it that guide the development of strategy, the execution, the measurement, and the evaluation of whether that strategy was a smart strategy or... whether it could have been more effective, things like that. So these models are oftentimes a combination of concepts, and we'll also refer to those as a system from time to time. Let me give you an example, because this is a model, a concept that I've used a lot when I go into a new organization, and I just want to understand them to begin with. It comes from Peter Senge's book, The Fifth Discipline. And um, he talks about how if you want to understand an organization, start by looking at the results that they're creating. What do they like about the results? What do they not like about the results? What would they like to see better in terms of results? And once you have a good picture of the results, then you say, so help me understand what are the behaviors that are creating these results? What are the actions? What are the routines? What are the, the habits that are creating these results you're getting right now. And some of those may be good habits. Some of them may be bad habits or good behaviors or bad behaviors. To the extent that the results aren't all good or all bad, you'll get a mixture of behaviors. And once you've understood and done a good job of sort of drawing a map of what those behaviors are, then the next step is, and this usually is a little bit disruptive to people's thinking, but it's getting at the core of conceptual thinking. The next question is, so what are the systems in place that are driving those behaviors? Because every system that we have inside an organization either empowers the behavior you want or inhibits the behavior you want, or it empowers a behavior you don't want or inhibits a behavior that you don't want. So what are the systems that you're using and how are they helping or hindering generating the behaviors that are gonna create more of the good results that you're looking for. And then there's one fourth step beyond that. The next question, once you have a good idea of the systems that are in place and how they're influencing behaviors, then the question is, and what are the beliefs or assumptions that have caused us to create these systems? Because ultimately, all of that goes back to the foundation when you talk about conceptual thinking is understanding the why. The why for all of that is what is our belief system? What, what are our assumptions about people? So one of the things I often will talk with executives about early on in our relationship is I'll say, you know, I, a lot of executives I have noticed have sort of an attitude that when the cat's away, The mice will play. In other words, they think that the only way people are going to be adults, the only way people are going to be accountable, and they're going to be loyal to the work that they've been assigned to do is if somebody's watching them. That's an assumption. And that assumption causes a lot of leaders to create these systems that make people feel that they're not free, that make people feel that they can't really be the best version of themselves because they're constantly going to be critiqued. And so instead of finding a way to inspire those people to do their best work through giving them autonomy and helping them get better and better and better at their skills and helping them see how they make a difference, those are the kinds of things that help people go further than when you're supervising people by controlling them, by watching them, by critiquing them. So that's a great example of an assumption that creates a system that results in a certain behavior that creates a result that may not be exactly the result that you hope for. It may not be the best result you could get. So this is conceptual thinking used in the context of systems thinking.
1: Fantastic. So give us some ways that we can start building our conceptual thinking skills based on those examples.
0: Well, first, let's ask ourselves the questions, what are the results we're getting? So whatever it is that you're working on, It can be in your personal life, it can be your financial planning, or it can be your at work, it can be the organization that you have a leadership role in. What results are we getting? What do we like about those results? What don't we like? And what part of it would we like to improve? Start there. Then you go second, what are the behaviors that are creating these results? Because a result doesn't happen without a behavior. So what are the behaviors? Which are helpful behaviors and which are hindering behaviors, the third question, what systems are in place that drive these behaviors? So at home, if you're working on financial planning, it may be the system of how and when you pay your bills or how often you sit and figure out how much you're contributing to your retirement fund or do, how often you meet with your financial planner if you have one. Those are all systems that create behaviors that create results. So what are the systems that are in place that drive be- these behaviors? At work, this could be uh, an example of a system would be making sure that everybody checks in and out on a time clock, whether it's on their computer, their smartphone, or one of the old mechanical time clocks, or the policies and procedures that are defined in your employee manual, are those empowering? Are they respectful? Or are they restrictive and do they communicate this message that you really don't trust your employees so you have to have a lot of rules? Or another example would be what are the rules that you have or the systems that you have around approving purchases? And I'm not saying that you should throw off all all controls. What I'm saying is that those systems, you should take a look at them and ask yourself, are those systems creating the behaviors that I want? or are they creating some unintended consequence? Dale, years ago, I was uh, running a company where we did these large sales incentive programs, and after a few experiences with this, what we discovered is that we had to spend 20% of our time designing the sales incentive program and 80% of our time looking for holes in it, looking for how it was going to create consequences that we didn't want, that we weren't looking for, that it was going to discourage people or that it would get misused by people. And so we, we spent a lot of time thinking about, is this system going to generate the behaviors that we're looking for? Or is it going to surprise us with unintended consequences? And then once you've done that, once you got you understand the systems you're using say so what are the, what are my beliefs what are my assumptions that caused me to create these systems or what are the beliefs or assumptions of our company of our leadership team that caused these this going from results to behaviors to systems to beliefs or assumptions is what we call the diagnostic pathway So this is how you diagnose what's going on. It's how you use conceptual thinking to get to the bottom of why things are happening the way they're happening. When we're prescribing, after we've done a good diagnosis, now we want to prescribe. Now we want to improve things or we want to fix things. We want to build on what's already going well. We go the other direction. We start by saying, what are our assumptions or beliefs that we want to adopt, that we want to nurture, that are going to create the kinds of systems that are going to create the kinds of behaviors that are going to generate the results that I want. So we just go the other direction. You do this with a few problems or a few opportunities, and you're developing your conceptual thinking skills. And it's amazing. You'll begin to see this everywhere you go once you practice it a few times.
1: Fantastic. So there is, I mean, just have having read the chapter, uh, the section on this, there's a lot more to talk about. So we're going to dive even further into this idea of conceptual thinking in the next episode of the Complete Leader Podcast. And you've given us some great things to do to implement right now to start building this skill in ourselves. Any
0: last thoughts for us? I think if you... Always realize that all work is part of a system or a process. Nobody works in isolation. It's all connected. So if you can start to recognize those processes and those people at a conceptual level, you're going to begin to see new ways that you can do things better.
1: Fantastic. Ron Price, co-author of The Complete Leader. The book uh, you can be you can buy it in so many places also be sure to check out the website the complete leader.org if you'd like to learn more about ron his team and what they can do for your business it is price dash associates at i'm sorry price dash associates.com just as simple as that price dash associates.com i was thinking about an email address there <laughs> So, uh, but uh, we would love to have you visit either of those, both of those websites to learn more about the Complete Leader program and Ron, his team, and what they can do for you and your business. While you are out and about online, which do us a favor, stop in at iTunes. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you have the latest edition showing up on your device when that edition is released. And also, if you would rate and review the podcast, Five-star rating would be most appreciated, and while you're there, write a sentence or two about how this information is helping you be a better leader. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader.
0: Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online at thecompleteleader.org.